if this is spoilers to some people if you didn't know um the i mean this whole thing it's like spoilers if you haven't seen the movie what the fuck are you doing listening i was going to say you should at least before listening to this podcast pause it watch the movie then come back yeah i mean it goes for any film but if you're that type of person like me like you want to listen to the behind the scenes you want to listen to some juicy parts before watching the film that's up to you um but Mm -hmm. i will mention again this is a spoilers so pause it if you want to Go watch it. Come back. We're not leaving anywhere. We're just like, you know, it's not that dead inside <laughs> to put this podcast. I'm, I'm, I'm here. Like, don't. I'm not going anywhere. I, I don't have anything going on until tonight. Like, we're like the weird tone of voice stuck in the computer. <laughs> I'm free until like seven o'clock tonight. So like, you know, take your time. Watch the movie. Come back. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to episode 10. This is, of course, Beta and the Creators versus the Multiverse. Um, this episode is split in half, no pun intended, but it is Halloween. We're in October. So this is part one of the episode 10. And for sure enough, if you haven't seen my Instagram or social media, it's all going to be hocus pocus. For sure, we're going to be talking about the 1993 film Hocus Pocus. And I am so stoked because if some of you haven't been watching or seeing the Disney Plus, there is number two, but we're going to conquer it. That part on the part two episode but right now if there's any updates or just announcements i am going to let Jalen introduce himself if you haven't noticed us by now from our voice so he's gonna conquer that part if he has an announcement so i'm just throwing it to you by the way yes hello boys and ghouls welcome to our special special spooky time uh, for the podcast, it's it's going to be a good episode. I'm excited to kind of go over this because I can already tell <laughs> we're going to have some differing opinions. Um, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. <laughs> but as far as things going on, I'm actually uh, working on a short film. Um, I've written it. I'm directing it. It's called Sprints. The story is about a wheelchair-bound high school teen who is often treated like he's invisible or often treated like he's lesser than his other classmates. And so he wants to make a name for himself and decides to try out for the track team in a wheelchair. So, um, yeah, the story is very personal to me. It inc- It's based off of things that I've actually experienced in high school um being in a wheelchair and everything so it's personal it's in my heart and i'm glad to finally be able to put that out there i'm stoked when you told me about your pitch i was like yes (laughs) and i love it this is amazing do do feel free do feel free wow feel free to help out i always say if you can help out a filmmaker that'll be great it's kind of like giving us the push to continue our dream and our um way to express ourselves and get ourselves out there and i think you've mentioned that before on your website in your video but by the way i saw which is amazing thank you you see us behind the scenes but you won't see us in front of the camera unless god forbid we have to announce something from the film or just talk about it yeah and um doing this is easy because you just get to hear our voice and not see our face (laughs) so you don't have to look at my face how we just rolled out of bed (laughs) just to do this absolutely this is the dream this is the dream you don't have to look at my mug oh man i I look like i'll be great for halloween right now i'll be like hello i'm just i'm a I'm Billy, the butcher guy. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That's how I feel right now. (laughs) Oh, man. But that's awesome. Thank you again, Jalen, for that announcement. Um, If anyone hasn't realized with my lovely sound of my voice, I am Beta Roxana. If you know me as the old podcast with the two other guys, that's great. But I'm continuing with this one. You will see me post on Instagram, Twitter, on my own page, 
feel free to follow us. I do love the support and the lovely comments and also the love from you guys who are just responding to so many, so many posts that I've, I've created on that page. We are going to introduce a topic. You guys know it's the Hocus Pocus 1993 film, which was directed by Kenny, uh, Kenny Ortega. I hope I'm saying his... Yeah, it was made by Mr. High School Musical. (gasps) Right now, he's going to be like, what the fuck? You just messed up my last name. (laughs) He's like, that's it. I'm never coming to this podcast. I'm not coming back again. That son of a bitch. Hey, easy. Your last names are hard. I butcher everyone's last name. I'm sorry. This is awesome. (laughs) I do... I'm surprised like he did this i'm i'm really thrilled too there were three screenwriters on this one i want to say david was one of them and mike garris yeah david kirshner and uh mick mick garris mick garris uh, not mike i don't know what the hell is that eh, close enough mick mike with a pick pat bitty whack give a dog a boat um and then starting sarah jessica parker oh my god betty midler <laughs> ultimate goth mommy sarah jessica parker i know seriously but she's awesome i love her dearly <laughs> uh bet midler and kathy najimi which by the way her dog was playing in that one scene in the 1993 film that was her dog that was her dog hmm. who played the little devil thing that's cool it was funny when they when they brought her up and i'm like oh that's her dog but yeah this type of film you know when you see these three lovely ladies and i'm saying lovely because they are talented in their own way Mm -hmm. (laughs) but they did a phenomenal job and of course everyone loves billy and if you don't know who billy is billy is played by doug jones who is a producer who did music and like Mm -hmm. he's an actor as well but he played billy the um, billy butcher thank you and you know what the weird thing is in that film if you look at the tombstone it just says william yeah billy's a nickname for william yeah so i did not know that and i had to do research because i'm like dude the writers did a mistake (laughs) like what the hell there's a wrong (laughs) and my mom's like that's not good the more i looked into it and i was doing the research i was like oh okay got it okay i got it and then um but he did a really phenomenal job and i still love it i still love him he's awesome he's like my favorite but yeah those are the the movie cast we have to start out with this discussion and we're gonna jump around because we got so many things from favorite actors comparing like this movie to because there is another hocus pocus (laughs) I think we should start off with what we both thought of the movie. Um, I think, well, because I I never watched it as a kid. Wait, I have to ask, how old were you when you first found out about this movie? Oh, no, I knew about it since I was a kid, but I never watched it. Oh, okay. Yeah, so last year was the first time I watched it. And gotta be honest, I like it. I think it's fun, but I think it's overrated. Oh, man. When this movie came out, it was 1993, so I was two years old. I didn't watch it until, like, I was six. Mm. So later on in life. But it, I heard Hocus Pocus was, like, the biggest hit on this planet where people wanted to be a witch. I wanted to be a witch. Like, the whole <laughs> fingernails being long and, like, being this weird, quirky person. And Sarah Jessica Parker's... um favorite line of being dead men still dead men still like that was my favorite saying when i was younger or being a muck it's so much fun to say it now and i'm just like i can be weird myself but yeah it's been a while since i watched it the last time i was watching it yeah i was like six years old i still think it was crazily scary i don't like watch scary movies <laughs> i don't know why but uh halloween was not my thing <laughs> Back then and now, we all have our own opinions. Ah, dang, dang. I love Halloween and horror movies are fun. I haven't found one that I've watched that like actually scares me. I'm trying to though. Um, I've been watching a Halloween-ish type movie every day of October so far. So that's been fun. Yeah, I I do it like every year. I think I try to um, tell myself, okay, you have to be open-minded. You have to do something. Mm -hmm. At least do nails, create your nails in the Halloween spirit or just 
funk up your makeup a bit. Like I have to tell myself because you want to be in that spirit tone when Halloween comes and not be a party pooper. I remember telling in the episode nine, um, I like to sleep in. <laughs> I do like to sleep in on my Halloween moments. I just like to, you know, rest up for November. So when November comes, you have that energy. Yeah. Meanwhile, <laughs> Mean, meanwhile, with me, I'm all about Halloween. I have a whole display out in my living room. I have a shelf dedicated to the Haunted Mansion. That's my favorite. Oh my god! <laughs> like ride at Disneyland and favorite story. There's just so much to it. So like, I'm all about Halloween. Love it. And there's a lot of people who are out there who are just like you, Jalen. Like seriously, Halloween is like the biggest thing. Their priorities <laughs> to be focused. They'll cut down for Halloween, and then after this, it's going to be counting down for december and christmas oh yeah you think it's overrated Mm -hmm. look i i think it's fun i think it's a jolly time but (laughs) i don't know like on freeform the television network they play it almost every day okay yeah no it's like okay it's good but it's not that good and like everybody from what i've heard like seen everyone blows their load over it i'm like it's good it's good yeah but Maybe it's just because I didn't grow up watching it. I don't have that nostalgia for it, you know? You know, the funny thing is, after how many years I haven't seen it, um, when I watched the first one, this first one, again, oh my God, I was tearing up, especially with the music. Which, by the way, if any of you guys, any of you listeners didn't know, Sarah Jessica Parker can sing. That is her singing. Mm -hmm. For her to sing that song, it's still stuck in my head. Like, it's so catchy. Or, I put a spell on you, and now you're mine. Like, that, that's the classic music they took from every Halloween song, and but they made it their own. It made history. Let's just say that it just made history. I mean, everyone has their own opinion, Some think it's overrated. I think the second one's pretty hocus pocus disgusting. No offense. People are listening. They're going to be like, what? (laughs) The second one? The second one. Yeah. Oh. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, Well, we'll get there eventually. Yeah. Well, we'll give you a good taste of uh, like um, my Italian accent just came out of nowhere. I don't know why, but the, the feeling of that. But we already discussed how we like it. How we seen it. How do you feel about it? I mean, like I said, I think it's a fun time. Seeing the Sanderson sisters kind of dynamic with each other, I think is really entertaining. Seeing Winifred and I don't remember the other two's names, but, you know, the sisters are great. Sarah Jessica Parker, look. <laughs> and the gloves come off. <laughs> oh, something's coming off, that's for sure. Um, no, she is like the ultimate goth queen like oh my god it's the look it's the look <sighs> oh yeah yeah no she still has that look <laughs> that one hand if any of you haven't noticed where you take your hand and delicately make it into like a finger pointing up and the rest under your chin that move is like the popular move where they're just standing with their one hand finger pointing on their cheek and just leaning towards like they're making a judgment that is such a standard uh like a standard sister look wow that's like a tongue twister for me to say. But they're popular for that or their hairdos. I think after watching the Hocus Pocus, the first one, we've been seeing a lot. And by we, I mean, I've been seeing <laughs> in the Bay Area, a lot of witches with different hairdos, different lipstick in it. It kind of gave that weird sense like they the writers kind of like took their costume from the Queen of Hearts from the lipstick of the Queen of Hearts. Because when you look at one of the Sanderson sisters, her lip is like a heart shaped in a weird way. And then the other one had like a purpley tone like she's from another Disney character from what I'm seeing. So it kind of like shows every witch's different, I don't know, creativity, if you want to say that way. Yeah. Yeah, it also helps that Sarah Jessica Parker is insanely hot. So, like, (laughs) you know, it it completes the look. (laughs) Let's sum it up. (laughs) She's hot. (laughs) I love that. I can I can spot that. I'm more critical and like <laughs> diagnostic on my words, and you're just like, you know what? Straight up, she's hot. Yeah, no, for real. Like, no beating around the bush. Uh, 
<laughs> the scene where she eats a spider, apparently that was real. Yes. Do you know how hard it is to tell a family member that without being looked or disgusted or saying you're lying? And it's like, no. And it's real. They, they did reveal that. And I think it was the 25th anniversary when they did the Hocus Pocus mm-hmm. party and like reveal Halloween thing. Monster bash, I would say. Yes, she did admit that spider in the scene where she picked it up and ate it. Directors from the 1990s are the craziest directors, but they want this film to be realistic. Same as Billy, who opens his mouth with a pocket knife and spits out moth. Those were actually moths. And really? That was real? No CGI whatsoever included in this. In the 1990s, I don't think CGI was invented yet or used a lot more in films. But for this one, they definitely used real moths. They put like this uh, sack in his throat, not all the way shoved it down, but in a way for him to breathe. Wow. But when he does cough up, it will be moths like little moths spitting out when i rewatched the film again for sure you can see little moths coming out and i was like dude this is this is rad that's nuts it is it's crazy but it's brilliant at the same time but you know as an actor or an actress you have to you have to do things out of your comfort zone so i i believe sarah jessica parker will be like this is something i'm not doing ever again <laughs> after eating that spider yeah no i think i think it's it's crazy how they did that and like just the extent that they go to to make this film to make it authentic and make it like kind of one step over other movies like it's the details incredible oh wait. the details of them flying it was amazing and if any of you haven't seen the behind the scenes of this they do wear harness um, wires to make sure they're safe. And of course, there's always a blue screen because they're outside. Blue screens are meant to be used for that. If they're doing an underwater take or like an outdoor theme, um, green screen is most likely indoors. Mm-hmm. I want to say when you're doing like a weird make-believe, like once upon a time, it has really good green green screens yeah. on their TV show series. But uh, for this one, they use blue screens. and That's a good show. It, it is. We have to conquer that little pieces next time for whatever episode we do. Yeah. Um, but Well, the, the last season wasn't great, but... The last season's always cheesy. The, the others were, were, were good. Last season's always cheesy. You know it's always cheesy. Mm-hmm. They're trying to end it and they make it cheesy. Yeah. That's how they are. I don't know why, but that's how they are. But they they did wire some of the actors when they're flying. And of course, Sarah Jessica Parker was scared at first. And then later on, she loved it. Rightfully so. She completely loved it. She, You can tell when she's like acting with the broom going up and about to fly. She was enjoying it. And they were doing stunts. They were learning how to do flips with the broom. They, they were just playing the part. And all three of them just fell in love with it. Playing that weird sisterly witchy members in their own quirky way and i love this one quote that there's so many quotes on this and i always think this one quote and i think i wrote it down too um was i had to wait 300 years for a virgin to lit the candle dude even now i'm laughing so hard thinking whoever wrote that brilliant i love it this, these writers have a way with their words. They're making fun of like anyone who is a virgin on Halloween. You're gonna wake up the dead. It's pretty crazy. Like the the movie, it, it doesn't even seem like a Disney movie because it's so. It just got elements in it that you wouldn't really see now for Disney. Like mentioning hell, mentioning Satan, like um, obviously witchcraft and everything. The emphasis on virgin. Like it's, I don't know, it feels different, but it's good. It's the part where, and I was telling this to uh, some of my family members, when a Disney 
show takes over, like when Disney takes over a movie, they make it so. Oh, what's the word? Not even cryptic. It's more like they make it so cheesy. They bundle it up with different ways, like it's lovey, it's weird, it's funny, and then all of a sudden you feel warm inside. Um, it's Halloween. Why would you feel warm inside? You're supposed to be feeling dead inside. Like that's creepy. I don't want to deal with that. <laughs> it's the jack o' lantern feeling. It's the Halloween horror. It's yeah. Um, it's so weird when they did that, and I was just like, okay, that's why I'm loving the first one. Always the first one. Always the classic first one. This, this is why I have, yeah. So I don't know Disney. When I'm glad that Disney did not mess up this one. If they did, it it will be mixed feelings. People are not gonna love it the way mm-hmm. it's supposed to be loved. But you know the funny thing was. This was not filmed on Halloween. It's not even released on Halloween. Oh, no. They filmed it in July, and it was released on February 13th. Yeah, I mean, but that's with any set, really. Like, you can't... It it takes a while, like, the editing process, the filming process, and everything. So, like, movies that... Like, Christmas movies, for instance, ones that release around Christmas, those are usually filmed in June or July. Just so that there's enough time to film it, there's enough time for editing... Uh, pre-production and everything so it it makes sense that it took like they filmed it in advance I didn't know that they didn't release it on like around Halloween though yeah they um they did not want it to crash with the night before Christmas yeah that was also released on that year yeah so they waited until next Halloween to do it which was fine it was kind of cool that they did that I I just learned something from you when you said about that so i was like okay that's cool i think the one thing that really stood out is the costume yeah no rightfully so the costuming is great and they won an award for best costume sorry check your um connection again oh hello we good we good now we're good well alrighty. i feel like hocus pocus is getting us back yeah <laughs> it's it's because i said it was overrated <laughs> And that bitch. Yeah, they're like, listen, you little shit. <laughs> you piece up. <clears throat> <laughs> oh, so they did. Okay, so I'm having fun reading as we're talking about this. But the Hocus Pocus was filmed, of course, in five months. So they filmed it in five months. I don't know how they did it, but they did it. In Salem, Massachusetts, and numerous other locations that they have done. I'm trying to figure out where because I'm kind of curious. But they did start filming in October 12th of 1992 and finished it in february 10th 1993 but it was not released until later on okay you started in october (laughs) yeah well that makes sense um exactly yeah and then filming in salem massachusetts obviously that's where the film takes place and it's um obviously the salem witch trials like that's it's a pretty important location with witchcraft and everything so the fact that they filmed it there it gives it even more of an authentic feel i think yeah oh yeah um would you say this is like your typical halloween type of film or you feel like it's a different if you compare it to any other halloween films well the way i think of halloween films are more like slashers and horrors um but i'd say this is like i'd say this is unique from that standpoint like it's not a horror movie per se it's got horror elements but it's not a horror movie but it is a good and because it takes place on Halloween, it is a good Halloween movie. It is. It is. Um, I was just going to ask, are you the kind of person who thinks like if a movie has a certain holiday in it, then it's considered that holiday movie? Oh, that depends. Well, now, this that was a good question because there are movies that you, you think it's your typical Halloween scary movie, but really it's based on a true story, true murder scene, or a incident that will happen in real life. Like, I think the movie that comes to my mind that I'm still freaked out of is 
the call, which um, based on like a burglar comes in, kidnaps them and someone's calling the 911 call and the person on the dispatcher is like trying to help them out. And that freaks me out because it's based on a true story. Like a lot of things happen. What would you do on that call? Um, how would you save that kid? So mm-hmm. that to me looks like a horror, scary movie, but it's not in Halloween. So there, there is different types of it. Like the slasher, yes, I can understand. Like Saw, for me, Saw or Spiral would be great for Halloween films. Great. But they're not. No. They're just every whatever years, months, you can watch it anytime, anywhere. You don't have to wear a costume or anything, but it's the popular ones. So they're all like different types. I don't know. Like to me, if there's blood and there's demons involved and like crazy psychopath members like Psycho. Yes. I think that they're Halloween members. (laughs) Like the biggest one people bring up is Die Hard. Like that takes place on Christmas Eve and into Christmas. So they consider that to be a Christmas movie. Not really. Like some people don't consider it a Christmas movie, but because it has that as like a prominent day in the story, like they Mm -hmm. consider it a Christmas movie. Same with Iron Man 3. Iron Man 3 takes place during Christmas. So it's like people consider that a Christmas movie. Some people don't like the Harry Potters as well. Some of them, they take place during Christmas. So it's like, I don't know. It's, I guess for me, Hocus Pocus, obviously, it takes place during Halloween. So it is a Halloween movie. Certain horror movies, I mean, while they fit the tone for Halloween, I wouldn't necessarily consider them a Halloween movie, if that makes sense. I understand now when you were, no, it makes perfectly sense. But I love how you mentioned the Harry Potter um, different films. Yes, some of them are so scary, like the second one. It's always coming on Halloween because of the spiders Mm -hmm. and the snake and the snake. Exactly. And then I never thought of that. Wow. That explains why the films on TV were being filmed and like in the weirdest way. And I'm like, why are they showing the second one? Mm -hmm. But I I love the fact that you're bringing that up because the good example would be the nightmare before Christmas, Halloween and Christmas. You're going to see that film because as up. He goes into Christmas Town, mm-hmm. and I say it with this accent because it's so much fun. Christmas Town, it's so much fun. Now I understand that, but it's it doesn't. I don't know. Every day people like to post Halloween stuff, zombie apocalypse, zombie like The Walking Dead. To me, looks like a Halloween, but it's not. Uh, it's just a show, weird show. I don't know why. A vampire. I hate, I hate The Walking Dead. Oh my like to me i think zombies are overrated i can't i really can't go try going to the walking dead in the freaking universal studio it is hard not to mention i'm not encouraging anyone to get drunk but it's best to be buzzed when you're going in there so you have an open mind (laughs) yeah because like i don't i don't really get scared easily so the fact that, I don't know, I go to like haunted houses and stuff during Halloween. I work at a- I get scared easily. <laughs> I get scared easily. Do not. I think one person, one filmmaker was like, hey, how do you feel if we go into the haunted house? I'm like, nope. <laughs> That's it. They're like haunted trail. I'm like, not even that. <laughs> That's it. We're going to Hollow Scream. Don't SeaWorld. make me. We're going to do like, that. Oh my God. We're going to do it. I think one of my good friends who is an actress, she is working there, actually. She got the job for being one of the Scream members. Oh, really? (laughs) Um, I work SeaWorld, so I'm working the Halloween events. Like, what department? I know she's playing the... um, I want to say she's the skeleton, the, the Day of the Dead skeleton. Oh, that area. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. So she brought it up. She's like, I got the job, um... For Halloween, she loves dressing up every year. She is always dressed up as God knows, like Harley Quinn, the Joker. Oh my god, her ringtones is always a Joker. And it freaks me out when she drives at night because her GPS is the Joker who goes, Okay, one street down, you're gonna take a lift. Hurry up, the cops are right behind you. And you're just like, Uh What is this? (laughs) Turn right ahead. Exactly. And it freaks the hell out of me. And she's like, Oh, it's my, you know, it's 
freaking i'm like dude can you be like a normal person for once what's normal on a halloween exactly people dress up i love it i i still have costumes in my closet don't worry i have a skeleton in my closet i wanted to put a skeleton in my car Uh uh-huh that's like the carpool you can go in the carpool lane carpool if anyone hasn't seen uh, when i say a skeleton in my car i really want um a skeleton in my car because i love the movie halloween town scene oh, yeah with the taxi driver that's a disney film but that's an awesome yes that's an awesome disney film halloween i grew up with it so i love it that makes sense it doesn't have to be that creepy, but you know what I mean when it's a Halloween town or like the return to Halloween town, those certain films when Disney takes over, it becomes great for kids to watch, but it becomes cheesy for adults. I'm just going to say it. I think Halloween town is better than Hocus Pocus, just personally. I, I kind of go with you on that because I'm like the weird one. And I heard this from my my family I love weird, crazy, weird stuff like medium, uh, people who speak with dead people and like <laughs> ghosts and spirits. And for me to say Halloween Town, I really did hope there was a return to Halloween Town, like an actual school where you can blend in. Mm-hmm. Um, just like Harry Potter, I wish there is a place called Hogwarts or Bobaton or like the Durmstrang that you can blend in with. But that's just me in reality. Let's get back to reality. There is no such thing as that, but that would be awesome if it did came back to life. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, that would be really cool. Especially on Halloween. Like, seriously, who wouldn't? Mm -hmm. Who wouldn't? For once, I would like to have a magic power coming out of my hands and say, yes, all the crazy things happen on Halloween. Yeah, I mean, it's so... I mean, come on. They're like, put your broomsticks in the air. Yeah. Yep. And the cauldrons are bubbling. I've never wanted to be a bus driver more than when he was driving the bus and Sarah Jessica Parker was driving it. Oh my god. What a what a lucky guy. I think in the hocus pocus, the the bus driver said, double double, I'm in trouble. I was like, seriously? Don't. No. Dude, you know how disgusting that line is to me? <laughs> Like it's also the nineties. It was the nineties. It was okay with it. Yeah, that's true. The nineties. Not saying it's you know okay now, but yeah. Yeah, everything was okay with the nineties. And if anyone will listen to like it has me too all over it. <laughs> <laughs> there was a line that Sarah Jessica Parker said in the film, which was really famous. Uh, where she said, hello, everyone. My name is Rose. What's yours? Apparently, that was in the musical Gypsy um, that she just phrased it. And I didn't even know that. I thought it was a weird, quirky line that the writers were, you know, on weed. Um thought they should put that in but no a lot of these things i'm just learning after the second time or third time watching the film so that was really cool it's it's pretty cool what you can learn like after the fact yeah oh yeah did you know that the disney bought the script in 1984 and then they sat on the project for eight years Hmm. i didn't know that yeah i did not know that either so this i i think Disney had the idea of creating it, but it took them eight years to figure out. Like they were like sitting on it, trying to figure things out with the project. They wanted to like turn it into a TV movie at that point. Yeah. But it was, they haven't confirmed the casting crew yet. So I guess that's what happened. I think a lot of Disney films are being discovered now than before before they were like "Mm," because when you're when you're a filmmaker in the 90s you have to make sure you got the right hook of the film you got to make sure the audience will love it another one will be like jaws that took how many years (laughs) how many times they had to make it right but now it's a hit that's true so it's pretty damn good Mm -hmm. 
Um, but yeah, there, there are so many things like I'm reading this. These are all trivias that we're getting on our website for the IMDB. Filmmakers, creators, we use this as our Bible. I'm saying that because this is something that we need to discover things, figure out. Um, and also when we're giving you different topics and some of these juicy details, we want to make sure we're giving you the facts correctly and not the false one. I mean, we can't be on it all the time. No, we can't. We can't be on it. The budget is ridiculous. Do you have the budget by any chance? How much they spent on this film? Uh, let me look it up. Because I know like with with the film, they originally they got Kenny Ortega because of his work on, I think, Little Shop of Horrors. I think he directed that. Oh, no, no, he didn't direct that. I'm an idiot. Um, the mute, my bad, the music for it. That was for like Disney music, Disney music, like Alan Menken. Oh, but the budget for Hocus Pocus, the budget was 28 million. Mm hmm. Yes. So it was pretty low comparatively. Yeah, that that I noticed that a couple of times and I was like, uh, is this right? But wow, that's that's accurate. But I mean, they they're the 90s have less. I feel like they don't put that much budget in their films, but they are trying to make sure it's a good hit. Yeah, they were more focused with like story rather than execution. You know, the one thing that really gets me the most and i didn't realize the scene until i read about it and then when i watched the second time watching the movie the part where max the character of max is in their house in the witch's house lights the freaking um sprinklers gets soaked but when he runs out of the house he has a jacket on and that's completely dry like he's completely dry have you noticed that? Yeah, it's the same with the witches. Like they get wet uh, in the house and like when they go to cover, then there's like nothing. Like they're completely dry in the next shot. Exactly. And so if any of you don't know, that's my pet peeve where in filmmaking, when you do a couple of clips here and there, or you're editing them together, you want to make sure some of the scenes connect <laughs> in a way. like Yeah, it's all that continuity. That's always important. It just gets me the most, like especially with, I think, Danny, the girl, which I love her. She's such a sweetheart. Um, her hair goes flying because the gush of wind comes when uh max is like turning on the light of the candle wind comes in hair goes everywhere her hat goes back and then another scene her hair is messed up cut goes back to her her hair is back to normal like nothing happened whoever did this are you kidding me it's mystical it's all magical that's why pretty weird takes but you know the 90s you have so many things that you have to dealt with deal with there are so many obstacles that you have to face like i i always think the 90s when you look at the 90s film and this generation filming completely big change big change whatsoever more cgi now than before yeah it was the 90s it was the 90s than before like you, you have to take risks you have to do a lot of things things they do have stunts but a lot of the flying Sarah Jessica Parker really loved it. So she was doing the, the flying parts mm -hmm. until I think it was later on in the film. One person pointed out that's a stunt double from the back. So I was like, OK, it's fine. We all need stunt doubles. I need a stunt double for sure. If I was doing any weird stuff on film. <laughs> yeah, I'm for sure dying if like I, I, I need a stunt double. You're going to be like, I'm not doing that. It says here on the list, I have to die. Yeah, I'm not doing that. <laughs> I can film a death scene. However, the the stakes to get to that scene, nah. I'm, I'm with you on that. Put me as a corpse, a dead corpse on there. I'll, I'll play that. But not the brutal scene. Like, a, <laughs> Yeah, there was this one thing I filmed last year. Or... It was like in April or May. Mm. Um, I was I was a monster for a film and I had a death scene and that was fun to shoot, except we kept breaking every time because <laughs> it was funny. I'm supposed to get choked out. So like instead of him putting his hands around my neck, 
like we they moved the camera to make it look like it but his hands were just like on my upper chest and so like he's pushing me down into the couch and i have to be like i have to act like i'm dying I'm like but we just kept laughing it was so funny oh my god that that's really hard because when you're playing that character like you're gonna be choked to death that person's gonna be like i'm so sorry but i'm gonna do this to you it's like just do it how would you do you feel like you'd be okay at playing that character like a, a dying person to me like i have to be in that character oh yeah yeah no i i would i'd be cool with dying like playing a corpse yeah okay because some people they will give me this weird sense like you're playing the devil you're gonna take someone's soul and i'll give them that look they're like oh yeah that's spot on like good yeah no it's always it's always it's always fun to um either play a villain or play like someone dying i don't know it's you get out of not really your comfort zone but you're more not yourself exactly and it's like it's a different feeling and it's, I don't know, I think it's more fun to play like monsters and stuff because originally I thought it was um, just voiceover and then it would be ADR'd in. So I was like, I auditioned for the voice of the monster. I was like, oh yeah, yeah, uh, we'll do that. And then she was like, I got the part. And then the director was like, okay, um, send me your measurements when you can. I was like, what? <laughs> She's like, I'm sorry, huh? yeah she was like oh for your measurements for your costume i was like oh oh okay all right define costume (laughs) yeah uh that's not what i thought it was gonna be but whatever so yeah i wore a a suit made out of different hair and that was yeah no that was quite the experience That'd be funny during the time you're wearing the suit. You'd be like, "Huh, that's my my hair from when I shaved." <laughs> no, it's no. I, I I should have shaved my face. I should have shaved my face because they had to put on like other hair on top of it. Oh. Yeah, <laughs> that was my mistake. I know. But yeah, and then they put like hair over my eyebrows too. It's cool, and that's why I'm excited. Like, um, well, this is gonna date when we're recording this but later this week they're coming out with a special on disney plus called werewolf by night which is a marvel character and they're leaning more into uh the horror aspect and making it like making it like the old like 30s and 40s monster movies like dracula the wolfman that kind of thing and they're doing like practical effects more so and doing makeup to make the werewolf instead of it being CGI. Like it's, I like what they're doing. It's more of an homage to what was before. Oh, oh my God. Yes. Um, it's funny because the, when you said the werewolf, it reminded me of the episode that I had to do with, um, I love characters when they, they create the monsters in real costume. I don't like the CGI. It's so weird. Um, doesn't give you that tone that you want Mm -hmm. um especially for an audience who is watching the film or feeling that idea of like how the halloween you're supposed to be scared of yeah vampires i get it's a thing and all these other things but the monster like the like the werewolf is always my favorite because they do weird costumes like when you said you played the Mm -hmm. weird monster you had different hairs on your costume and you're playing the role like that's what i'm thinking too cgi is great for certain things and then cgi is not supposed to be there for a lot of them it's like okay you can't use cgi for a lot yeah it's interesting that's for sure it's interesting but at the same time it's like why but it it took a lot of these um these filmmakers to at least create and then from the 80s too 80s didn't have that much cgi they were doing a lot of costumes Mm -hmm. monster squad oh okay monster squad was like the biggest thing that we were discussing and i realized the the vampire in that scene he was wearing a costume and the poor thing had to like take breaks once in a while but the tone the character when you wearing a costume like the vampire you feel like the vampire 
when you're wearing the costume as the, I don't know, the mummy or the the werewolf, you want to feel like them. Exactly. And that's where I was like, you, you can't you can't do CGI because you can't feel that character. You can't tone it the way you need to. I remember telling the voiceover um, workshop that I was in, one person's like, how do you be a vampire? I'm like, connect yourself. Like, if you're doing a voiceover of a vampire, connect with the character that you feel like. Yeah. To me, it's Dracula. Like, one, two, three, ah, ah. Like, to me, I can do this, and we can get to that. I want to suck your blood. Sounds weird, but... Yeah, you put your mind in the form of the character. You kind of connect with them in a certain way and try to feel like, okay... Realistically, what is this person like? What is his, what kind of drives them? And so you, you put them in that. And yeah, you can do the, you could do the Transylvanian voice and you could make it, you could pitch it up, you could put it down, you could make different things. But you can also do like different takes of that where um, maybe it's a more localized vampire. Like the accent is not as strong, but it is still there. And then you have... Just different different things to make it stand out in a way. Exactly. Billy. Billy, who is the zombie. Or not even zombie. I think he's like a weird... Yeah, he could be a zombie. Let's just say that. Billy is not your typical zombie. He has that tone, but I love how his, his tone changes when... I think Sarah Jessica Parker's character comes in and says, hi, Billy. And you see that smile on him, which is um, great that you never seen a monster smile. I never seen a monster smile unless something is weird, like a character from a Disney show comes in. But I love it. If someone told me which character you want um, to take pictures with or like to connect with, I want to connect with Billy. Mm-hmm. I love Billy so much on his own take. He makes a funny. Have you seen this part where the sewage part where he's running after the kids, the way he runs? Yeah. I love the way he runs. And it's like the quirky, weird, like you try laying for 300 years in a corpse, six feet under the ground. And then when you wake up after a huge long sleep and then you're trying to use your legs again, you're going to be having a hard time running. Oh, exactly. Like you don't even know how to use your legs. It's like, so for me to like see that in this character, I was just laughing. I was bawling in tears thinking this is so cool he has to take time to figure this out like being a little kid again trying to figure out how to take the steps the head scene if any of you have not seen sleepy hollow you know that's a costume you know that's a costume right yeah well yes of course they (laughs) it's not like (laughs) it's not like they thought his head was actually cut off and it's not even cgi they actually did um one take with doug jones in his own costume playing the scene and they cut it right there but in the other scene where his head gets like completely cut off from the branch it's just a, a lovely, I think it was an actress, a, one of the stunts members in like a costume. So she's playing this. Her head is like inside the costume, headless. So she's like walking around. You can't see her because it's completely darkened from the lighting and stuff. But she is there. She's moving around. And I just started laughing. I'm like, this is awesome. I love this. They made it quirky in a way, so none of us will feel scared, but I feel like that is awesome. Danny was so cute. I love um, Danny in every film. That little girl is such a sweetheart. I love the line where the mom who plays uh, the Vogue Madonna Vogue part in that Halloween dance place that they were in, and she was asking her, how many candies did you have? And she was like, I didn't have any. I didn't even OD'd. I started laughing when she said that. Yeah. Yeah, that one, I was like, whoa, hey, okay. How is that kid, an eight-year-old, supposed to know what OD'd is? Now you can't joke around with it. Now, because of the whole incident of this um, of this time, people are getting OD'd from drugs and stuff. But I love how they did that in the 90s. Where they, But that was really good. Now, what did you think about the music, though? I thought the music was great. I think it perfectly sets the tone. But the the whole point 
of that scene. I love how the floorboard started moving mm -hmm. and the lights came. It was turning green and just, oh my God, I just love that scene. Cause you know, that's your typical Halloween thriller when something unusual happens. Yeah. I know for sure if like the Harry Potter scene was when gushing, windows clamping, like, like, I think letters coming out of the fire, um, fireplace, like that's unusual mm -hmm. for, um, a flickering of the lights. Actually, no, sorry. Before the floorboard, it was the, the, the electricity lights started popping and breaking all the lights and then real lights came in in place. And then the floorboard. Yes, because after that, he's like, what just happened? Uh, Danny, the little girl, was like, a virgin lit the candle. That's just happened. Yeah, it is a classic. It is a classic. No 90s. Like, the 90s films know how to do it. The classic now is um, not even classic. The, the things that they do now for film is always CGI, which is great. Sometimes you want to get that real spook. Yeah, I mean, I don't necessarily have a problem with CGI. I mean, I think an overabundance of it is something, but if you just want to add a little bit to kind of heighten things, I feel like it's fine. Which character would you accept for... I We all know that you love Sarah Jessica Parker. Okay, we know. But what is your top favorite character in that film? Probably Binks. Although... It, yeah, although it's weird because the guy who plays like the human version of him is different from the voice actor of the cat. I don't know why they didn't just do the same actor. Yes. Also, that's McGee from NCIS. Him in human form. Uh, that's weird to me. Like just seeing it now, just seeing him young, it was like, okay, that's a little... A little freaky. Yeah, but um, it was funny because he was supposed to have a British accent, mm -hmm. like the old English words. But after a while, being the cat, his actual his dialect kind of changed. Exactly. And I went to a slang and weird stuff. So it, it was quite cool at the same time. And it was weird. But I love how people point that out. I like that, though. Thora Birch, um, she played Danny, the little girl, Max's little girl little sister basically not little girl she had a huge crush on on the character of max and the guy who plays Binks. I, I, I think i don't know i i like the how she had binks as a cat or whatever for a bit and then but when he turned into a ghost at the very or when he became a ghost at the very end finally died and he was thanking them I don't know. I think him kissing her was a little weird. Kissing her on the cheek. I was like, that probably didn't need to be there. Also, like, I don't know. I, I just watched it. I was like, OK, that's you know, that's probably unnecessary. I mean, well, the parts that that got caught off was um, how the three witches were dying in that scene. Like, I think Winnie turned to explode. Yeah, exactly. And then it, it kind of. Yeah. Winnie turned into a statue and then she like fucking exploded from the sun or something. Yeah. And to me, like it was quite weird, but um, I never saw a cliffhanger. I never saw like how they ended it. I thought it was done. Yeah. So that that was kind of shocking. Yeah. The only reason I kind of figured there would be a seat. Well, I didn't think I thought they just do what all like horror movies do at the end where they like oh it teases a possibility or whatever with like the book still being like the eye of the book opening up at the very end it's like okay it does what all halloween movies do it's like oh it's a tease like oh there's a chance but you don't really expect it so when they announced the second one i was just like okay yeah i wasn't like super positive about it but i love how they used the 1990 they bring up the 1999 though I love it when they do that. And I, I've been I noticed a lot of the Pixar films, animation films, they always have that tendency to create a storyline in the nineties. And I've noticed that with the writers, they always say, Oh, in the nineties, the Backstreet Boys or the NSYNC um is back and they have those posters or like the weird rock music and classic um 
toys or games that they have in the 90s that will bring those in the in the movies so it was quite um like tamagotchi was one of them that i've noticed in if any of them any of you guys seen the pixar film oh yeah turning around yeah that one i i was my god i was having so much fun i was like tamagotchi (laughs) and i just i had fun i i remember having those so it it was great to be knowledge in the 90s let's just say that Mm -hmm. so yeah that was that was the one thing that they did um but i i was kind of looking at it in the weirdest way at the end it was quite cheesy at the end to me i do agree with the ghost part kissing danny and i was like huh the teacher telling the story and i'm thinking how are these people talking about ghost stories like how do they know about these things in the past yeah it's one Um, i mean it's one i mean obviously it comes from like stories passed down from legend and stuff like that's how they know it from the past but like the teacher teaching it as if it was actual history it's like i don't know that that, that's a little weird also what fucking class is that like was it english why the fuck are you talking about witchcraft bitch get get to (laughs) Get to like how to write an essay or some shit. I don't know. I that that's just it just crazy because when I hear the word because the town is called Salem. Right. And my mind just wrapped through like Sabrina the teenage witch because she has a cat named Salem. I'm mm-hmm. thinking Salem's a cat. So whenever I see a black cat, I'm thinking Salem. I'm not thinking Binks. I'm thinking Salem. So right. it, it was quite weird how these Halloween things they'll take a town they name it salem even though that was taken by a, a character for a cat in a different film or a television series and it, it's just well i mean salem actually existed like the the town of salem what is a real place like it, it it's from back in the the 1600s they had salem massachusetts and so but because they had the salem witch trials and all of the um all the thing with witchcraft in that town specifically that's why in there are some elements of like yeah sabrina the teenage witch the cat's name is salem because salem witch trials and everything and yeah it's like the same thing with um whenever a witch is named agatha like in halloween town agatha cromwell um in marvel agatha harkness it's because agatha was the um i think the name agatha derived from the leader of a witch of a coven of witches i think or something like that it was kind of cheesy at the same time but i mean you know it's a 90s film exactly yeah i hope we conquered the what was it the sleepy hollow television series um because that has that time zone i would say the time zone of the village where they have the butcher they have the priest they have the father they have all these other things Mm -hmm. and they have that church where they're saying demons and spirits and witches are like the the devils and everything so to me when you're looking at that whole classic halloween scare obviously you're gonna get a, a priest holding a freaking cross going demons be gone and stuff like that right yeah in part two, we will discuss more about it. There is something that I've just noticed. I don't know if you have. Spoilers. I'm not a big fan of, of Focus Pocus 2, but we'll get into that next time. Oh, yes. Thank you. I'm not the only one. You should have seen my face when people are like, what do you think? I'm like, um, um, why don't you watch it first before I yeah, talk? Yeah, I don't uh... <laughs> Yeah, but we'll get into that next time. But yeah, that that's something that we need to bring up because there's there's a lot of stuff that is happening and would would this movie be a lifetime would this first movie be our favorite? Yes, maybe. So so. I mean, Jalen made it obvious that it's eh, it's all right. <laughs> it's all right. <laughs> I'll watch it again probably next year. Uh, it's a good movie to have. It's a good movie to say, yes, I, I grew up with this film. Like, It's a fun movie. Yeah, it's a very fun movie. I mean, there's a lot of things. And for me, Hocus Pocus and lovely Beetlejuice were the ones that I grew up. Oh, yeah. 
feel just as great. And I think those are the best, best films that you can say, let's watch this on Halloween because it has that weird uh, Halloween feeling. But you know how it is when it takes place with the music and the whole costume and the theme of the dead people coming out or like a secret passageway to get into the dead part. This character, I love how the little details you put in, they put in there where they said um, her favorite toy to have, her favorite lucky rat tail. Yeah. Again, if you haven't seen Hocus Pocus, why the fuck are you listening to this? Like, watch it first, listen back. We love you very much. Um, but yeah, no. Uh, watch the second one as well. We're going to be covering that later in the month. It'll be a special two-part Halloween series. So get ready for it. It's going to be really fun, really spooky. It's going to be great. When you did that, actually... You know, the one thing I really wanted to do in the 90s in the high school is to uh-huh. be in the principal's office with the mic and talking about ghost things and just being like this for the whole time. It's the Sanderson sisters. So, like, I want to do that for a long time. Do the Halloween thing. As any of you haven't noticed, um, one of the Sanderson sisters, Kathy, and um, I think she was joking around in one of the interviews saying, put a check mark for saying acting on a broomstick is the best thing for actors or actresses need to do in order to play that character. <laughs> it, it, it also keeps your mind busy because you have to try to find a balance, how to balance yourself, how to be comfortable on a broomstick and also act. So it, it definitely... There's a lot to focus on, which I think is great. Did you have that feeling? The skeleton who was on set for the party scene. Did I feel like I've heard him sing before in any other Halloween? I swear to God, when I was a kid, I thought that was uh, <laughs> I thought that was Gerard Way from my from My Chemical Romance. Like it looks it looks like My Chemical Romance. I thought so, too. But I felt like that. He was in one film, at least, like the Harry Potter film or something. But I don't know. Maybe it's his tone of voice. Rating-wise, I think it was like 6.9 out of 10. Yeah, I give it a 6.5. Pretty solid. Not bad at all. It's not bad at all. It's like the best thing. um, Like, you don't see a lot of people talking more about it. It only pops up on Halloween. Yeah, no, I'd say... For me, this movie's the pumpkin spice latte of Halloween movies. Like, it's not my cup of tea, but it's every like I see it everywhere. Yeah, and I love the two guys who plays the dude. My name is Ice. For those two golf balls, which by the way, when they showed up on the 25th anniversary of that film, they were in cages. I love how the the credits at the end, they were still in the cage. They got what was coming to them. There's one scene where I think one of the characters, either Ice was wearing a hat, black hat. They were sitting, they were teeping one of the houses. They were sitting on a car. And then the scene cut again to them. And then the hat was gone. Continuity. But for them to play it. And coming back, they never change, by the way. If you haven't seen them, they still look the same. Made history. I'm going to quote Jalen's word, the spice latte. Well, in this case, it's just latte. No, for me, it's still the pumpkin spice latte, especially the second one. It's like, I don't like it. I can see how people like it. It's just not my cup of tea. But no, but everyone won't shut up about it. So how the writers took it. And this time, I think the writer for part uh, for the second one was a female. I think I have to research that. I know the director was a female. The director was a female. So that that just takes place. We do like the moral of this part. Hocus Pocus is overrated. And Halloween Town, uh, not not o- not overrated, but definitely overhyped. I think overhyped. Okay, that that makes it yeah. smooth sugar crust on that part. Yeah, like like it's good. It's just not like a ball slapping amazing like people say it is. 
I think they just try to pump them up a bit. I mean, the costumes are amazing. I still love yeah. their costume I, no matter what. Yeah, I think it's, I, I, again, I think it's just, you know, I didn't watch it as a kid, so I don't have that nostalgic feeling for it. <laughs> oh, yeah, that that's something. But we did discuss about a lot of stuff where behind the scenes, green screen, blue screen, lighting techniques, and the set. I have to bring this up. The set was amazing. They actually made the set as like the old village part and um for them to conquer that and create it which was weird the one thing that looked cgi was the house being exploded to me from what i saw and then when they came back it was not even damaged well yeah which is fine i'm okay with that did you know about the um the devil the person who played the devil and the wife they're actually brother and sister and if you look at it the second time when you watch it carefully, they do look alike. Oh, that's weird. The cemetery. I love how the cat's like, the, ca- the the witches can't come to the cemetery. They can't enter. And yet they're flying over the cemetery. Because it's hollowed ground. What the hell is that about? It's uh like holy ground or whatever. And so since witches, like, they worship the devil, like, it's it's one of those things where like they can't step foot on it or else like Winnie did she turned into the statue oh I see she turned in oh that made sense see I'm learning I'm learning on this I'm learning as everyone else who is listening I'm learning as well okay I did not know that I've never felt more jealous of the devil than when he got to dance with Sarah I'm just saying I'll leave it at that yeah I'm sure Jesus Christ is fucking putting up Halloween Town up in heaven. Yikes, that one was... <laughs> on that note... <laughs> catch you on the flippity-flop. <laughs> oh, man. I think we should end this right now. <laughs> Before one of us say something. <laughs> oh, man. Well, thank you all so much for listening to Beta and the Creators versus the Multiverse. If you've enjoyed, obviously, let us know. Um, your viewership, your your kind listening means a lot to us. Let us know what you think of Hocus Pocus down below. Let us know what your favorite scene or character, uh, any line, whatever you liked. I say let us know as if we're on YouTube. We're not on YouTube. However, uh, if you'd like to engage with us on social media... Beat in the creators versus the multiverse is on Instagram. Um, yeah, follow us. Let us know what you liked, what you didn't like, and we'll see you for part boo. Even though we're so busy with Jalen's always doing his film stuff and editing things, which is great. Congrats to you on that. And also, I do have a job part time. Hey, you're a busy bee too. Yeah, I'm, we're all busy, but we're we're willing to talk about film. And I want to hear from you guys because this is our passion. This is something that is kind of bringing us all together to discuss about film and how they are creating and also be quirky and weird and discuss weird things. Like, you know, I got to hear about Jalen loving Sarah Jessica Parker, for God's sake. Hey, fuck yeah, dude. The most important thing to take away from this, Sarah Jessica Parker's a baddie and I don't I don't care who knows it. Please tune in. This is going to be a spoiler. If you haven't seen the first one or the second one, please just pause this podcast, go watch it, and then come back. Believe me, it's not that hard. No, really, it's not that hard. Just do it. But we're going to give you a heads up. It is a spoiler. So as I say this, I hope to see you for the other multiverse. See you on episode 10, part two. Hey everyone, this is Beta Roxana. This episode was edited by me. Music by D0D and Titanium from Upbeat. Thank you for listening to Beta and the Creators vs. the Multiverse. Stay tuned for part two of the Halloween special. And if you haven't seen the Hocus Pocus number two, I suggest that you go and watch it right now. Or else we're going to spoil it for you.